When I was 29 years old, I was living in Portland, Maine. I set up an eye appointment to get new contacts. And during that appointment, I had a routine eye exam, and part of the exam was peripheral vision. And at the time, there was this small digital screen with a black dot in the middle, and I was given a trigger, and I was told any time I saw squiggly lines in the peripheral to hit the button. I never hit the button. And the assistant, she kind of laughed and said, oh, this new digital machine, you know, let's go up to the manual. And there I walked in this small room, and there was this big white dome with a hole cut out, a chin rest, and a chair. And behind that dome, there was this articulating arm that she would move to predetermined locations where she would shine lights. And again, I really didn't hit the button that many times. And I knew so because she was violently shaking the machine trying to get my attention. <laughs> and she said, oh, don't worry. You got 2015 corrected vision. You just don't have great peripheral. And I told her, I'm not worried. And before I left that day, the doctor said, why don't you schedule a follow-up? A month later, I found out I had a degenerative hereditary eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. It's commonly referred to as RP. I didn't know what that meant, and when I got home and I typed it into the search engine, what came back were three words I'll never forget. RP equals blindness. And I didn't know what to think at the time. And so I got afraid. I was afraid of going blind. I was afraid of losing my driver's license. I was afraid of passing a mutated gene onto my two kids, Caden, who's 15, and Devin, who's 13. And that fear is crippling. RP, what it does is it starts with night blindness, and then you develop blind spots, and eventually you're left with tunnel vision. And if you live long enough, or if the disease is aggressive enough, you lose that tunnel. And about two years ago, I noticed my aggressive form of telemark skiing was slowing, and I knew that my biking was slowing. Something was wrong. So I called my friend, Dr. Griff Steiner, who's in the crowd tonight, and I said, Dr. Steiner, I want a full visual field. And there his assistant walked me into this small room where there was this big white dome with a hole cut out and a chin rest and a chair, and I said, God damn, I hate that thing. And she said, yeah, most people do. And before I left that day, my friend Dr. Griff sat me down and he said, CB, you're blind. And I went out to my truck and I started crying uncontrollably. I was sad and then I was mad. And as I drove home, knowing it could be one of the last times I'd ever drive, I screamed at the world at nothing but at everything. Between those two periods of my life, though, there was super bright light, and that was when I moved back to Alaska, my friend Rich Maestrom, he, he brought me to the Alaska Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and there I found a community that I, can absolve, that I could pour my love into, and I would know that one day I'd be a part of it, and in the meantime, I could help. The Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, it teaches people how to succeed in life and work. It's a magical place, and 12 years ago, I became a board member. The last 10, I've been the board president. Over the last two decades, people often ask me, well, how are your eyes? And I say, well, it's, it's hard to say. I see what I can see. The blind spots, they're not black, and they're not blurry. 
my brain fills in all the gaps. And so, for example, if I'm sitting at a bar and I'm having a beer and I look over to my left and talk to someone doing the same, when I look forward again, I still see them in my peripheral, but it's augmented reality. They can get up and walk away, but I still see them. And you can imagine how comical it is when you're sitting there talking to somebody that's not there and you don't know how long ago they left. <laughs> Let alone the other people that are wondering who's the crazy bastard talking to himself at the bar. <laughs> I haven't seen stars for over 10 years. And while it seems like a minor thing, it's really monumental to me. And if I'm out of the town's light pollution and I cut my hands next to my eyes and I stare at the sky and I focus and I stare and I focus, every once in a while I'll see a little glimmer of light. And I get so excited and I'll tell my boys, guys, guys, I can see a star, look, it's right there. And they just kind of nonchalantly look up and say, dad, there's millions. My friends make fun of me because from my shin knees down, it looks like I've been shot with a shotgun. And that's from running into things for 20 years. Actually, on a recent bike trip, my friends and I, we went from Hope to Gold Rock and back. And it's a fairly technical ride. And when we got back, my friend Paul says, well, it looks like you added another one. And I look down to see blood trickling down my shin. Fun fact about me. I was voted best eyes in high school. <laughs> Go Eagles. While I like that my kids make fun of me and that they, they say, Dad, you're so blind and things like that, they, <laughs> they never skip a beat when I ask for their help. They're seasoned sighted guides in a world that doesn't even know what that means, let alone with their peers. And I love them for that. Recently, I called my friend Ryan Knighton, who's blind with RPs, an author for National Geographic, and he lives in Canada. And I said, Ryan, I'm having a hard time getting used to not driving. And he said, CB, I wish you the best. It's exhausting trying to keep up with the sighted world. And he's right. And since that time, I've been a client at the Center for the Blind, and I've learned white cane travel. And I now carry a white cane with me in my backpack everywhere I go. And while my ego still gets in the way, when I use my cane, it's like a magic wand. These days, I ride the bus I ride my bike, I get rides from friends and family, and I walk. I walk a lot. My phone tells me approximately five miles a day. I called another friend of mine, Blind Bobby McMullen, who's a professional downhill mountain biker, and he can't see shit compared to me. <laughs> and I said, Bobby, I'm having a hard time, man. Getting from point A to point B is like one of my last forms of independence. And he said, I get it, but CB, who are you to rob your loved ones of the one thing they can do to help? Thanks, Bobby. Then he said, take the goddamn rides. <laughs> I'm blind, 
but I can see the opportunities presented to me from my disease, and I know from my involvement with the Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired, everything's gonna be okay. Thank you.